Hello and welcome to the Diamond Duck Podcast. Uh, you know, possibly the worst cricket podcast on all the podcast platforms, uh, you know, rightly named the Diamond Duck, possibly the worst way to get out in cricket. Well, I think it is exactly the worst way to get out in cricket without facing a ball. Uh, coming at you, uh, you know, with this brand new podcast, we like obviously have uh, really low expectations here. Uh, you know, it is myself, uh, Mitchell O'Connor here. I am uh, a long time cricket fan, uh, really poor cricket player. Um, and I just thought to myself, what, why, why not? Why shouldn't I just ramble to a microphone for 25 minutes about a sport that I love? Uh, I'm currently living in Canada and have absolutely no one to talk to about cricket. Uh, so I thought, you know what? My girlfriend's sick and tired of me listening to me talk about cricket. Uh, there's only so much I can post on uh, social media about, you know, how much I hate Joffrey Archer and that so I thought, you know what, why not make a freaking 25-minute podcast where I just rip into everything else and uh, just have my two cents on uh, all things cricket. Um, so yeah, as I said, my name is Mitchell O'Connor. I think my highest ever cricket score was 65 not out. Uh, I did take one Pfeiffer in my uh, my career and uh, I also got a hat-trick. So uh, I wasn't too bad with the ball uh, in the field, not too bad either. Took a couple catches here and there. But yeah, never once did I ever play a game where all I was... Uh, when I was good at all three aspects of the sport. Um, but, you know, like I said, this podcast is just going to be about cricket and purely just my uh, my thoughts, opinions and stuff like that. So uh, hopefully you guys enjoy them. Uh, obviously, there is a lot of uh, good podcasts on cricket. Uh, the Great Cricketer, personal favourite of mine. Um, big fans of their show, actually. Big, big fans. Uh, but yeah, so I'd highly recommend listening to theirs because theirs is actually quality. Uh, this is just going to be me just chatting shit on my own, and uh, yeah, so without uh, further ado, let's uh, jump into this uh, first ever podcast uh, and first ever ed- episode of The Diamond Duck. Uh, and uh, we're going to start things off with a bit of a game two review. Uh, so game two of The Ashes has, uh, has now completely wrapped up. Uh, and geez, what, a, what an interesting test match. Uh, definitely, definitely was a, a good reason, a good, not a good reason, a good example of what test cricket is all about. Uh, even though we only did get, what, three days play. Um, But yeah, wonderful, wonderful game, I guess, uh, in terms of like, you know, cricket, some great bowling, some great batting, uh, and obviously the the classic English weather playing a bigger part than what the English team actually did. (laughs) Yeah, the English, uh, they never seem to put the weather on their their team sheet, but they definitely always use it to their advantage. Um, To start things off, let's uh, let's look at some of the issues that Australia is facing. the big one is uh, Steve Smith is now out of game three. Uh, unfortunately, didn't pass the uh, concussion concussion tests. Uh, they're calling it a a post a post concussion. So uh, you know, pretty much is exactly what it says. But he is now suffering, uh, I guess, a late concussion from the injury of getting hit in the back of the head from Jofra Archer. Um, like in all things. Uh, <laughs> All things aside, Jofra Archer did bowl extremely well with that ball. Uh, he definitely, uh, definitely gave the Australians a bit of uh, their own their own treatment. Uh, but he's a bit of a fuckwit, isn't he? Uh, to hit someone uh, and have them completely fall to the ground and not walk up to them to see if they're okay, and then to be seen laughing about it moments later. Oh, that's just he's just a real shit bloke. Hey? That's just uh, that's just not what cricket's about. Um, don't get me wrong, 
the Australian team does like to bowl some uh, chin music to the uh, English batsmen. But, you know, when Paddy Cummins uh, smoked Wokes in the head in the first innings, uh, the whole, pretty much the whole Australian team ran up to him to see if he was okay. And now this might be because, obviously, Australians have had the loss of Philip Hughes, uh, that we do, as much as we do like to come across as big, aggressive players, when someone's life or, you know, an injury is at large, we don't tend to fucking run away from it. We actually run towards the problem and see if they're okay and stuff like that. And, you know, Joffrey is still quite young, but, mate, he's still a fuckwit in my eyes. Honestly, it's a bit of a dog act. I'll give credit where credit's due. He did bowl really, really well, but he's still a fucking idiot. So, um, yeah, Joffrey Archer, bowled well, Steve Smith. Like, fuck, even regardless, Steve Smith got hit in the head, but he still made 92 runs. That is ridiculous. Two hundreds in the first game, comes out first innings, 92. Oh, what, a, what an absolute legend, honestly. Honestly. And uh, to keep the things rolling, uh, Steve Smith, 92, his replacement. Uh, a big, big shoes to fill. Mighty Mar- the mighty Marnus, Labashane, comes in, uh, you know, when, <laughs> when it pretty much looked like Australia was going to get fucking rolled and England would have won the second game, uh, stands up, stands up fucking quite quickly, especially after he also got hit in the head by Jofra. Uh, he was like a bloody bouncing ball, mate. Got knocked over, got back up on his feet quicker than anything. Uh, and then in the post-match interview, minus, uh, <laughs> he was, uh, yeah, he just wanted to get back up on his feet quickly so the doctors didn't have to come out and fucking assess him. But obviously they do. Uh, any head injury now, the doctor is uh, legally has to come out and uh, do a concussion test on them to see if the player is fit to play. Uh, so yeah, Marnus obviously was fine. He batted really, really well. He made a, honestly, him and Travis Head in that second innings obviously saved Australia. Um, <laughs> but damn, that uh, that catch that Joe Root claimed. Oh my God. Don't get me wrong, guys. I've claimed a lot of things in my time. A lot of things that have been well out of my reach. Uh, I've claimed crap loads of things that I'm like, oh yeah, I can do that. I've never had the ability to do anything like that. You know what I mean? It's fucking ridiculous. That ball had more bounce in it than a fucking whacker pitch. That honestly had that much grass on it, you could have laid yourself a brand new fucking soccer field. Uh, that ball bounced well, be- well before his hands. And uh, Joe Root knew, uh, he was well and truly knew. Do you know what they say the fielder knows? Do you know what that Joe Root knew? Joe Root knew that England weren't going to fucking get him out, so he had to fucking cheat to get him out because they thought they potentially could win the game. Um... And to be honest with you, Joe Root just needed something in his life. What, he got out for a golden duck, second innings. Paddy Cummins, what a fucking beautiful ball that was. Uh, yeah, Joe Root is uh, a bit of a dry spell. So uh, you'll take it and you'll claim it wherever you can. Uh, what is beyond beyond my knowledge is how it went up to the third umpire and the third umpire saw that and got, as was like, yeah, there's enough evidence to say, well, I think that I think they have to have enough evidence to overturn that it didn't. Uh, but for me, there was, uh, there was plenty of evidence and I have no idea how, <laughs> how they, uh, how they got that one. But regardless, uh, Marnus was filthy. Uh, but then Travis had stood tall and, uh, a nice, what a nice, I think it was a nice grafty 40 odd to, uh, push the game to a draw and to keep Australia at a one nil lead, which is uh, obviously the perfect result for Australia. Uh, moving on though, we obviously, there was a lot of problems uh, regardless of the Steve Smith injury in the second match and that is that our openers uh, not having a good time. Uh, David Warner hasn't got a double figure score yet in the test series. Um, 
an interview with Justin Langer uh, yesterday was he was very 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 firm to not back uh, to not you know uh, count David Warner out. He thinks that he will come back strong. So strong indicators that he probably still will be selected uh, for the third test. And uh, same with Cameron Bancroft. Uh, Bancroft did look the better of the two in the second innings, making his way to I think it was 17 or 20 odd. Um, but yeah, definitely, David Warner just doesn't seem to be the same player that he used to be, you know, post uh, Sandpaper Saga. Even in the uh, even in the World Cup, he's uh, it just wasn't. I, I never saw a David Warner innings where like the run rate and like his strike rate was you know ridiculously high. Uh, it's very it's very strange to not see David Warner actually you know trying to play his game. I feel like he's extremely worried about the conditions uh, and. He's sort of getting played in his shell. So the ball that Joffre got him on, in my mind, is a shot that David Warner would normally stand up and smack straight back uh, past Joffre down the ground for four. Um, so in my completely, <laughs> completely unexperienced uh, cricket career uh, of never facing anyone that quick in my life, I think that uh, David Warner just needs to just go out there and play his natural game. Um because at the moment, whatever game plan he is having isn't working. Uh, and also for the, uh, Cameron Bancroft, uh, he just seems to be falling over himself. And like, once again, uh, it's obviously a completely different game when you're out in the middle and it's a lot easier to judge from the sidelines, like myself in my bedroom, uh, while screaming at the TV when he keeps falling over his stumps and not looking as stable as he could be. Um, but yeah, so if, you know, if, if, if a change does come in the openers, what we do have... Uh, Marcus Harris, who uh, he's over there in the squad. Uh, he's he's played all right. He's played pretty well, I think, in one of the tour matches. He knocked up a knocked up a, a nice little sixty odd. Um, I honestly think uh, he'll be really well fitted to the opening position, especially with the way the bowlers have been bowling. Sure, Broad has obviously still bowled quite well, but without Jimmy Anderson there, there's no real remark like ridiculous amounts of swing that has uh, that has happened. Well, at least not yet. And then. Sure, Broad obviously does have a very, very good in-swinger, um, but I do think Marcus Harris would fit that really, really well. Uh, you could only assume that, uh, obviously, that um, Marnus Labuschagne will come in for Steve Smith um, after his real gritty performance uh, in the second innings to obviously push Australia towards a draw. Um, but yeah, so that's uh, that's pretty much game two wrapped up, all things sorted. Um, game three, game three preview. Um, like I said, I honestly think Marnus is in. I, I Marnus is one hundred percent in. I, I I'd like to think that we would potentially give David Warner and Cameron Bancroft another opportunity. Uh, but if they don't fire this game, there's going to be, there's big issues. And I honestly wouldn't be surprised if Marcus Harris does come in for either David or Bancroft. Um, but I guess the next big talking point will be our pace attack. Uh, you know, game two, who we went, we went, we went coming Siddle and, uh, fucking Hazelwood. Um, and fuck, they all bowled really, really well. I am so surprised by how great Peter Siddle still is, actually. I know I'm jumping back to game two, but he is just a fucking workhorse, honestly. And do you know what? The figures that he actually got don't represent how many he should have had because he had a lot of drop catches on his bowl- off his bowling, which is really upsetting for him because he just constantly puts the ball in the right place. Um, but moving on to game three, I uh, they haven't revealed the pitch or anything like that, 
but I think I just think Stark will be playing. I just think that uh, from what I've heard, the pitch might be a little bit slower, so naturally faster bowlers are going to be picked to try and get that little bit of extra pace. Uh, I think a lineup of Stark, Cummings, and Pattinson would just be ridiculously difficult to play against. Um, it'd just be such a uh, such a such a crazy amount of uh, of pace. The only downside is to it that you don't have that bowler like Siddle who can come in in those uh, later overs in the day when the ball, when the bodies are tired and just constantly put the ball on a dot and, um, you know, bowl line and length after and after again for 15-odd overs. Um, the only issue I do see with, you know, the likes of having an attack of Stark, Cummings and Pattinson, you do have three players that can get injured very, very quickly. Um but as much as I do say that, you also have, with a bowling lineup like that, you also have the ability to roll a team very, very early. So uh, it'll be interesting game three. It'll be very interesting game three. Um, what we do know is that Steve Smith is out, and that is honestly hurting the hearts of every Australian. Um, we don't deserve Steve Smith, but bloody hell, we absolutely love every part of him. Um, but it's going to be a good opportunity for... Uh, the young guns in the uh, in the side, and even some of the older heads, to really put their foot up and put their foot up, really put their hand up and uh, show them what they've got. Uh, I think Usman Kawaja, he's looked good in all innings on his way to about 30 odd, uh, but he just seems to just find a little bit of laziness in his play, and is constantly getting caught behind. Um, so it'll be interesting. Travis Head, I still think is. Uh, going to be a big play for us and I think Marnus after that injury as well is going to be obviously another big key uh, our openers and even like the English openers uh, no, none of the top none of the top order batsmen have really been firing obviously Stokes did score 100 but fuck that cunt he leaves cunts in the gutter so um, yeah uh, interesting game three ahead uh, I'll do a uh, another review of game three at the end of game three uh, but, for t- but for now, uh, thanks for tuning in for the first ever episode of the Diamond Duck Podcast, uh, the world's worst cricket podcast. I've been your host, Mitchell, and I'll see you guys in the bloody next one. Boy.